0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, how are you?
1: Doing well, Sean. Happy to be on here with you. How are you doing?
0: I can't complain. Uh, it's Friday, so the, the week's kind of winding down. I uh, know we'll have Mark Stoops available tomorrow after practice, so we're looking forward to that, and I'm sure we'll have a more clear update on what's going on with DeKel Crowdis here, because I know Kentucky fans have kind of just been on watch today wondering, did it happen again? Are they losing someone for the season? It always happens during preseason, uh, so DeKell suffered an injury Thursday that was first reported by Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated. It's the first place I saw it, and then we really didn't know. We didn't know the extent of the injury, but Ron Lemon come out today and he reports that he spoke with the this afternoon and Ron's tweet says no surgery on his knee prayers answered he's a great kid who has worked his ass off this is just a minor setback and he'll be back better and faster than ever so Derek that sounds like a much better update than what we were expecting today
1: yeah no question Sean it, it kind of seemed like yesterday um you know there were some fears that he might be lost for the year might need to have surgery but uh Uh, You know, I'm not going to play doctor here, but if he doesn't have to have surgery, you you would think it's maybe a a sprain or something like that. And, um, you know, might still miss some time, Um, but definitely puts a timeline in a scenario where we might still see him this year. And I kind of thought yesterday that uh, he might have been lost for the season. So this is, you know, no doubt about it. Like you said, um, Stoops will speak tomorrow after, their first scrimmage so obviously don't expect DeKal to be out there practicing tomorrow but we probably should get a pretty clear update uh, at that point so we'll see
0: yeah de- definitely great news to this point but in, until we get an official update on exactly what's going on we're not going to talk timetable or a kind of a general idea of how long DeKal will be out but hopefully uh, that's something that's avoided a season-ending injury or something that's going to cause significant time. And it's early in camp still, Derek. That's that's the good news. So, hopefully, uh, they can get him back out there. But we'll we'll update that on Saturday when we know or if we know something beforehand. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some preseason polls. And this is a topic uh, a lot of Kentucky fans, they, they follow every offseason or preseason, is where is Kentucky in the polls? Are they getting respect? Are they not getting respect? Eric, the first one I want to talk about is the USA Today coaches poll. They have Kentucky at number 37, and honestly, given all the question marks Kentucky has, who's the quarterback? What's Liam Cohen's offense going to look like? Having them at number 37, to me, isn't really a bad thing. I know some people, you could probably make an argument that they could probably push for 30 somewhere in that ballpark. Some would say a little lower, but I think 37's not too bad. That's good enough for eighth in the SEC.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. You look at a couple of teams immediately in front of them: uh, Boise State, NC State, UCF, Michigan, TCU, teams like that. Um, you know, and they're just ahead of the San Jose States of the world, Army, Virginia Tech, Missouri. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably a pretty good, pretty good spot. I think um, for Kentucky, we talked about CBS having them thirty-fifth. So, you know, this is this is a coaches' poll, but. That's two polls now that has them um, kind of a mid thirty ish team, and that's that's that range there, Sean. If you start four and zero, probably knocking on the door. I don't know if you're in the top twenty five based off of, excuse me, just beating um, Missouri and South Carolina. You know, because I mean, if the Kentucky's four and zero, they've beaten four teams that they were ranked ahead of. So I think it would take a lot of movement in front of the UK to jump up twelve spots. But it puts you in a spot where if you beat Florida, I mean, you're going to propel yourself. Solidly into the top twenty-five, I would think a five and zero. Oh, um, at that point, what do you think? Maybe top twenty yeah.
0: if they do that. So. Yeah, very possible. What What is the highest they've been preseason in the coaches poll under Stoops? Hmm. Do you remember? I don't. I mean, this is
1: gonna be close. I would think last year been. might have been close to last year might have been right around the same spot.
0: They've They've never started in the poll, have they? Like in one of those top twenty-five. No, last year they started in one of them because they were ranked for that Auburn game, right? Well, yeah, that was due to the Big Ten and things not playing. Mm-hmm.
1: So not every Power Five team was ranked. So, yeah. yeah, they were top 20. Not a real top 25, obviously. I, I think they probably would have been right around 30. I, I think probably right around the same spot, honestly.
0: That, that's what I was going to say. I, th- I think you're exactly right about that. So to be eighth in the league, I don't think that's a bad thing because we're sitting here talking about that there's wins there on the table early in the season that could see them climb. Uh, but then there's another poll, Derek, that – it's, it's ESPN's SP Plus. Is, have I got that right, if I'm not yep. mistaken? That's right. And Kentucky was number 57 coming out of the spring, but now they've dropped a spot to number 58. And I think that has them 11th in the SEC. The Tennessee's ahead of them in that and some other teams there.
1: Yes, SP Plus has never been a huge fan of Kentucky. It's a very computer-based um, System. I want to say they were actually just 25th. That's what they finished 25th overall in 2018. So, 10 win SEC team finished 25th on that. Um, and I think offensive-based on – because I was actually looking at that SP Plus the other night, uh, and I like Bill Connelly's riding a lot. Um, you know, any of these computer-based ones or – I mean, any, any polls do have some flaws, obviously. But I would be surprised if Kentucky's only the 58th best team in the country. Um But based off of – I mean, they had some really poor defensive metrics last year. Their havoc rate was like in the 110s, I think. And then the sack rate might have been the other thing. So, those were pretty big knocks against U.K. The turnovers really helped them. I mean, they helped a ton. Uh, Being sixth in the country, tied for sixth in the country in turnovers uh, was a big thing for that defense because the numbers themselves really weren't that pretty. And then, of course, we all know how bad the offensive numbers were. So, I'm not stunned that in a – when you're taking returning production, things like that, that it's, you know, doesn't look too good. <laughs> I mean, I would guess after this year their SP plus will be quite a bit better. I actually want to say, Sean, I think I was confused looking I don't know if people, how many people who listen to us have the ESPN plus subscription and where you can read that story, but he had like the five best years and wrote a little bit about each, just like a sentence. It was small, yeah. but he didn't have 2018. He had the 2019 team on there. So I couldn't tell if if the 2019 team was actually better. I don't think it was on the SP plus than the 2018 team. I was just a little confused um, by all that. But that, that Lynn Bowden offense here, though, it really was um, – the, the computers love that year, I think. Yeah. You know, with him running. And I mean, when you have one of the best rushing offenses in the country, if you're if you're great at any one category, that's obviously gonna boost you up a lot. And their rushing offense that year was was just so good with him playing quarterback.
0: And Connolly had this to say about Kentucky. He said Stoop still hasn't quite figured out the right offensive identity. The best Kentucky teams always seem to have the biggest offensive line on your schedule and a big, angry and effective running back. When he puts junior Chris Rodriguez. there, this is clearly part of what Stoops wants to bring to the table. Passing's long been an issue, though. It was to be excused when injuries led to wideout. Lynn Bowden Jr. becoming a full-time Wildcat quarterback in 2019. But in Stoops' eight seasons, UK has produced a passer rating over 130 or a total QBR over 60 only once each. And then he mentions Joey Gatewood and Will Levis as run threats, but neither being a proven passer. And he's not wrong. I mean, right. we've talked about Levis's big arm and what we've seen during practice and what we've seen in videos. Garrett, but the jury's still out. It still remains to be seen how effective Will Levis can be with his arm.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't blame Connolly for writing it that way about Levis. Um, I, I almost two things. I've gone back and watched some of Penn State's offensive series from last year that Levis played in I, I really don't have any idea what they were trying to accomplish on offense honestly I mean it was a bit of a mess like they were they were a bad team last year um neither one of their I mean Levis I wouldn't say played great by any means he, he came in against Nebraska and did pretty well but Sean Clifford really struggled the whole year and I think there's this kind of narrative with Levis that hey uh, and I, uh, Bud Elliott said it on our show like he said he didn't think very highly of Sean Clifford and the full Levis couldn't beat him out. Then what's that say about Levis? I think that's what some people are going to take away from that. I I don't whenever I watched Levis, and you might feel the same way, like I don't look at him as like a run first quarterback, no. which is what he's been labeled as. And it's basically because that's what he had to do up in today. That was his role. I mean, he was top ten all time uh in Penn State quarterback history in rushing yards because he was basically their their running quarterback, would come in and he scored quite a few touchdowns down the red zone, but I really think he's one of these guys that you like put him in a different offensive system, and I, I think the the thought around him could change pretty quickly um, if if it all clicks for him. I mean, this this is not a. I mean, he he looks to me like a with his arm arm strength and kind of quick release, like he could absolutely be a good passer if he puts it all together.
0: And you mentioned that he doesn't come off as a guy that's going to run the football. Like, that's not what I took away either no. from Saturday's scrimmage. I took away a big-time arm but still had the athleticism to get outside the pocket and make plays if they needed to. And we know that that's what's Kentucky, Kentucky's offense was built around in the past, Derek. But when you've got Chris Rodriguez and you've got these other options on the ground, Kentucky just needs a guy back there that can put the ball on the money and get the ball to these playmakers. Yeah.
1: Well, he had a few turnovers, a few, so he played pretty well against Nebraska. He started the next week against Iowa, and he had a few turnovers, and, and ultimately I think in the third quarter they ended up putting Clifford back in. But he was 13 for 16 passing the ball for over 100 yards, and he threw for over 200 yards off the bench against Nebraska. So they, they had some good weapons up there at Penn State. I mean, they had a pretty good receiving core up there, but, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't blame anybody for, for being skeptical, for I mean his if you only look at the stats now I would say Connolly did more than just look at the stats I would imagine he watched some of the games um I, I understand that was honestly the first time I ever looked at the kid uh, when I heard whenever I heard his name before he was even in the portal I went and looked him up and I was I felt the same way I was like this is I mean this suggests that he's basically a running QB but then you watch him play and you don't really get that vibe from him that I just feel like there's a lot more for him to show uh, versus being a, a running quarterback, and I think in this offense, just based on what I've seen, I mean, maybe they'll put a little bit more QB run in, but I, I don't, I don't really see them doing too many design runs to be honest with you. Not, not with how many running backs they have that they can give the ball to, and, and I mean, you, you could always do some, some misdirection stuff, maybe with the QB keeper just to keep a defense honest, but it ain't going to be how it was the last few years um, with how, how much quarterback run they were doing.
0: Yeah, and so ESPN's SP Plus, we were talking about that just a moment ago. They, they project Kentucky to win 6.9 games, 3.6 in the SEC, with likely wins 99% against New Mexico State, 96% against Chattanooga, 95% against Louisiana Monroe, 81% Vandy, and 67% South Carolina. The toss-up games, Derek, Missouri 56%, Tennessee 53%, Louisville 38%, Mississippi State 37 and then likely losses LSU 34, Florida 21, and Georgia 10. I know we've gone all through the ESPN-FPI and those percentages and everything. And then here's where the teams check in. So, Kentucky, I said 11th in the league. They're only ahead of Missouri at 59, South Carolina 89, Vandy at 106. The team's closest to them, Tennessee 41, Mississippi State 44, and Arkansas 48.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't really
0: know what to take away from that. Um, got to play football that's what I take away from it
1: yeah well I mean I wonder too Sean how much this COVID stuff I mean I say COVID stuff just like how weird last year was I I just think it's going to throw a lot of these preseason things off and then you add in the transfer portal like how many guys have switched schools like I just wonder how 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 much will it be able to really take away from this year compared to some other years like I, I think if you went from 2019, took away some of those things and then going into 2020, obviously COVID happened, but I think any kind of statistical things you would have had, I guess 2018 to 2019 is a better example. Like it, You could probably take things away from that a lot better than what you can now. I mean, between COVID, between the transfer portal, allowing guys to be eligible, I mean, it, it's just hard to take into account. And I, I would think that that SP Plus model takes – Wendell Robinson's production and adds it to Kentucky, You're right? I would think is how yeah. they do it,
0: you but it's think. still
1: hard to know. I mean, it's still hard to know how he's going to fit in. I mean, you would think like that's going to be a huge part of Kentucky's team. You can't really count for any newcomers from the high school ranks, but I mean, that's for every team. So I don't know. I, I like talking about it, but the good news is it's August the 13th and, and three weeks from tomorrow, right? Three weeks from tomorrow. They'll start playing football. Um, Kentucky will, but other teams will have already played by then. And we'll have a better idea. We'll start to be getting a better idea anyway. One game won't tell the whole story. But um, before too long, I won't be talking season anymore, though.
0: No, it's definitely coming. Uh, I'm excited with each passing day, Derek. You mentioned tomorrow, three weeks. Three weeks from tomorrow, Kentucky's kicking off at Kroger Field. But we actually have football a little bit sooner than that. So college football is right around the corner uh, I know I'm excited. I know you're excited. This podcast is definitely excited to have one of those post-game shows. Regardless of what happens, we'll bring you the post-game shows. Uh, we'll do some more mailbags. We're not going to have a mailbag episode this week. We will do one. I say let's start next week off with a mailbag, Derek. Coming yeah. off of everything this weekend, what we find out about DeKel Coroutis and everything going on with basketball as well. Let's uh, We'll start next week off with mailbags. So go ahead and get your questions in. If you've sent questions in, we'll get to them on that mailbag episode. But until then, he's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.